Welcome to the Versatile Writer podcast. This week, I thought I'd talk a bit about performance monitoring. By this, I'm talking about how frequently we write, how we get the story completed over time, and what tools we use to get the job done. I'll be focusing on my own performance, as this is obviously the only one I can genuinely monitor properly, and I'm going to be a little reflective too. Generally, when people ask me to help them write a story, I tell them that the first draft is them telling the story to themselves. Afterwards, each draft is like a shaping tool to get the story exactly where they want it to be. Over time, this shape might alter from what it started out being. And all of that is okay, unless, of course, you've been paid to stick to a brief. So when it comes to my own writing, I try to take on board myself what I tell others. And these pieces of advice are from my own experiences of getting caught in plot holes or scrapes or writing myself into a corner and generally losing the plot. It's quite handy at times to have these guidelines or hints in my head because I often forget myself. It's never quite as easy as that though, mainly because while I can be a logical person to help other people's writing, when it comes to my own, my logic is overburdened with creativity and I forget it all. It's only when I go into editing or rereading mode that I remember it. When new writers come to me and talk about their progress, you can really hear the excitement in their voices. That part is wonderful. So it gets even more exciting when I give tips to them on how to track their progress through the story they're writing. Sometimes I tell them to do what I do, if that works for them. I tend to write out a rough outline in a notepad with a pen. Maybe add some diagrams or family trees if that's useful for the storyline. And to help me stay on target too. Other times I might suggest they draw a timeline. That way, that will help them work out where their story begins, or indeed, where their character's story begins. It's useful also to see a fictional timeline working alongside a real-life timeline, perhaps from our own social history. That's really nice to use my own experiences to help others get on with their stories and monitor their progress with it. But when I get stuck myself and have to use those tips on myself, they take on a whole other existence. In fact, those tips all do with every single storyline we write. I think it's because it feels fresh again to use those tips with a new story. And when something's fresh, it's really exciting, especially in creative writing. Lately, I've been struck with the energy and excitement to achieve a huge chunk of a story I began in June 2020. I've talked about this story before on The Versatile Writer, but because of this recent energy rush I had, it's moved into a slightly different direction, so it feels new again, at the same time as it feels like an old friend. That's the thing about stories. We get so involved with them that they can feel like part of our lives. We live them, breathe them, think about them before bedtime and when we wake up. Sometimes we even dream about them. At odd times of the day, we might think about a character and the dynamic we want to create with another character, so the whole story can become really all-consuming. And isn't that what creative writing is all about? The sci-fi story was originally a very short story in dialogue only that I wrote for my writing group back in the early summer. 
However, due to editing the story so deliberately for the dialogue-only format, I raised a lot of questions. Those questions resulted in me investigating the story much further. And after I submitted to my group for feedback, they loved it. So it fed into my wish to continue. First of all, from the 280 plus word count, it became a longer short story. And I reached around a thousand words. Again, my progress was good, but the questions kept coming up. And with them, a need to continue to investigate further. I'd spent a good chunk of time answering those questions, drawing diagrams of the spaceship I wanted it to be in. I created first and last names of the characters and a hierarchy of their rank. I also created a family tree for some of them and a timeline for them all. This story was becoming all-encompassing. I kept on with it and wrote about 5,000 words. I mentioned it on social media, mostly Twitter, where the writing community is usually supportive and encouraging. My excitement was clear in my posts. I kept going as I felt it might peak at 10,000 words and even told someone that it probably doesn't have legs to go further than 10, so it would make a really cool, long, short sci-fi story. Then it became 12,000 words. I altered the outline a little, changed a few names which were really not suiting the characters and altered the timeline a little bit too. Then I had an epiphany. Some of the characters were very similar to other characters, so it made sense to combine them into one person. One thing I didn't change, however, was the title. I was very fixed on that from the get-go, and in being so, it is vital to the characters and, on another level, to the plot too. Because I was working with a lot of characters, more in fact than I'd ever written with before, I felt it was a challenge. In life, I can give or take a challenge, it really doesn't matter too much to me, and often I'll not even bother with one at all. But with creative writing, I take on the challenges to force me to learn about how to deal with different situations. This story, therefore, was a challenge, and I was loving it. I was now on 15,000 words and still going. I'd got to 18,000 and stopped. I was exhausted, a bit lost, and other things in life were taking over. It made sense, therefore, to stop writing, stop the rambling that I found myself doing and give it a rest for a while. This is something I often tell new writers to do, especially when their story has become all they can think of. It gets obsessive. For our own mental health, getting addicted to a project can be fantastic, but when other things get lost in life, you do need to take a breath. In my break, I managed to write a few short stories, some that I really like, others not so much. I tried different genres too, and different amounts of characters. I also watched some movies and different TV shows, and best of all, I was finally able to read fiction for enjoyment again for the first time since graduating from university earlier this year. I'd been trained to read fiction very closely and analytically. Thus, when it came to reading for pleasure, I actually could not do it at all. I could not get past the first sentence. I could read non-fiction without an issue, but fiction had become a bit of a nightmare. So when I received a couple of requested books for my birthday in the summer, finally I was able to begin looking at them again completely and utterly for the pleasure of doing so. After that break earlier this week, and while I'm still reading that fiction book, I found myself with two or three days with no fixed work to do, as in no deadlines to reach, so I browsed through my document file and saw the sci-fi story. 
I read it with reader's eyes, not writer's eyes, and loved it all over again. I've managed to alter the outline a little and really go for it. Over the past three days, I've managed to write about 7,000 words, over 3,000 on one day alone. The break did me good and I can see the ending approaching. Before I stopped, I'd reached somewhere approaching the middle. Now I've hit the middle and can see the end in my mind, so I'm filling in the blanks with links to get there. A couple of really major plot points have been covered in the past three days. Something I think I might have been putting off. Procrastination is wonderful, isn't it? I was putting them off before because I think they were pretty pivotal points and that felt intimidating at the time. I'm up to 26,000 words now and feel at this point, once I've written the story surrounding the notes, I might get the story up to 30,000 before I finish telling it to myself. Of course, once I've done that, I can go back to the beginning and begin draft two by editing it. Then draft three, and so it goes on until it's complete. Developing as a writer and developing our stories is what I reckon all writers want. Seeing our progress as we move along in our careers is a good thing as it helps us learn. That progress in performance monitoring terms is helpful as we can see the original outline in the ink and how it progressed to the next draft and the next one and so on. That performance monitoring is something to keep going for the next project and the one after that because without it, how else can you learn and develop? I've got heaps of notebooks from years gone by where works in progress began as a few lines of dialogue or a timeline or a family tree or employment hierarchy and I generally date these pages too so it makes life easier to see how the performance is monitored. Going forwards, let's see how the sci-fi story evolves. Personally, it's been an intense roller coaster of a few months, but when the energy is there you ha and you have time to fill, you've got to use every skill and tool available to get the work done, gathering up all of your experiences so far, because there are absolutely will be times when you have no energy, no ideas for stories, and no time to write anyway. I hope I've passed on some tips to you and if you have any for me, please let me know via my Twitter feed at SJBWrites. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Versatile Writer podcast. If you'd like to subscribe to my monthly newsletter, which offers tips, writing prompts and the odd philosophical thought, please email me at sarah at loveofbrooks.co.uk with newsletter subscription in the header. It's free too. Happy writing. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time on The Versatile Writer.